you a success-driven, highly motivated parent? Or working 9 to 5 from paycheck to paycheck? Maybe you're a business owner or entrepreneur juggling both career and school drop-offs? Or a stay-at-home mum or dad who hold the fort for the entire family? Well, my friend, this one's for you. Kia ora and welcome to the High Performing Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Crystal Clear, a recovering, overachieving workaholic mum to an entrepreneur and coach with multiple certificates, a degree and a diploma, all collecting dust at the back of my closet. On this podcast, we will discuss all things from high performing to hardship and growth, from mindset, personal development, science, research-based evidence, holistic practices, and so much more. The impact it has on the individual and their families, including health, wealth, career, and relationships. Sharing with you real-life stories and advice on how to reach your highest potential whilst improving generational cycles. Are you ready to make change for the next generations? They're counting on you. Do you ever feel like you achieve more success than most people around you, but you never feel satisfied or fulfilled? Or you are always feeling like you need to achieve more and more and more, and once you've achieved the thing, you don't even celebrate, you're just already on to the next goal. Or you might look successful from the outside, but you're failing miserably in other areas of your life that the public eye just can't see. Could be in your relationship, the love or connection with your kids then stay tuned because this could be the episode that changes your life. Hey team, so excited to have you here today. You're probably here because you are someone that either consciously or unconsciously thinks that once I get XYZ, it could be the house, the car, the hubs, the promotion, the amount of money or the banging bod, then I'll be happy. Once I get this, then I'll be happy. Honestly, guys, you are not alone. I've been there. I've done that. The worst part for most of us, especially us in the millennial and Gen Z generation, we were literally sold this belief or perception that we carried out from childhood all the way to our adulthood. We are literally applauded for the achievements that we do, that we obtain and that we accumulate. So like, think about this, right? You're at school. And you get an A+. plus. Well, you're nine years old. How do you interpret that? A+, plus, you're a success. What happens if you get an F? You're a failure. If you were anything like me, you were literally rewarded or praised or loved for your achievements. So what does that mean? Like, how do we perceive that as children? If I do this, if I achieve this, then I'll be loved. Do you know what I mean? So like, honestly, team, this is no joke. I think about it like take the time to really reflect and digest what you're watching on TV or in movies and especially those damn chick flick American movies. Like, have you guys heard the term the all American dream? We're literally like sold this false sense of reality that once we get the job, the body, the money, then that equals success, which equals love, which equals joy and happiness. But have you ever felt that once you obtain that degree or that promotion, that you were left feeling still unsatisfied or unfulfilled or actually made you feel worse than you did before? Like I'd be the first one to throw my hands up. I have been in this cycle for such a long time 
and I continue to like find the patterns and it does come up every now and then. So on this episode, we're going to discuss what it means to be an overachiever. I'm going to give you seven traits that I found that I obtained as an overachiever and five things that we can do about it. Now, you don't need to check all the lists, you know, like a tick box. You might have a few that catch your attention. So I've added things that could help you as well. And for a long time, like I said, I struggled with this pattern and I sometimes still do. But it's hard when you're fighting a nervous system, right? Our nervous systems are literally wired for success. Like we have reward centers in our brain that are continuously looking for us for ways for us to succeed. But when I was going through my own healing journey, the question I was asking was, well, when does success become excessive? And I honestly hate using like labels, but in this episode, I will just do that to demonstrate the information I'm trying to portray, okay? So firstly, overachievers, they're not the same as high achievers. There's a very vast difference. It's from the way that, you know, high achievers versus overachievers view the world. But what I found the main thing was, is their internal drivers. That's the biggest thing that separates them. There's like literally no proper definition for what an overachiever is, but I see it as an overachiever is someone that goes above and beyond at all costs just to reach a certain goal. This is how I see someone as an overachiever. It's someone that experiences internal psychological pressures, which then they try to improve with external pleasures. So, you know, going through my own healing journey, behind my relentless pursuits to success what I found actually lied emotional turmoil and through achieving I was trying to correct some unhealed aspects of my childhood so whether you realize this or not you are likely someone that has a fear of failure or you base your worth on external validation so by succeeding you are constantly trying to prove yourself prove your worth prove that you are good enough for your parents your family members your peers your teachers or even yourself so maybe just ask like literally who am i trying to impress or am i doing this because i love this genuinely is it your mum or dad that was never around or you're hoping that your success will compensate for a parent's love that they lost a child or their sibling when you were in childhood? Like, really have a think about it. So if you're listening to this episode right now, you probably have one, you probably have or think you have overachieving patterns. So let's talk about the seven traits that I found. Overachievers are very outcome-focused, so they really look at the end goal and not anything really in between. So you might find that you're the only... Like the only thing that matters to you is getting that degree or that job or that promotion. So you do it at all costs. But striving for that outcome, you forget the journey. So usually you can't see what's literally right in front of you or it's difficult for you to be in the present moment because you're so fixated on the future. So this is number one. Number two I found is They don't really have boundaries. So you could be considered the yes man. The likelihood of you saying yes to everything is very high. 
and you would complete all those tasks that you say yes to at a high standard, but you're likely to put your own health or needs last. So you could be up staying up till 2 a.m. in the morning just to bake a bunch of cookies for the work meeting tomorrow. But later down the track, this type of behavior will literally leave you feeling resentful for all the things that you've done or for the people around you. Or it can even lead to burnout. You might find like you're the type of person that goes on holidays with people and then you take your computer out with you and you're like, I'm just going to check my emails or you're with your friends and you're like answering phone calls or even in family time, you're like, I'll just quickly take this one. That could be you. Or you likely just don't have the concept of work hours. Like you are working even when you're finished working. (laughs) You might literally bring all your work home. Like this is what I used to do. I would go to work and then I would come back and I'd be like, how can I be better? How can I do this better? What else do I need to do? Oh, I need to finish this. Like then that can actually lead to you neglecting one, your own needs, your own health, your own happiness, your relationships and even family commitments in order for you to work and succeed. Number three, which I found coincides with um, overachieving, is perfectionism. So you may have these perfectionist tendencies because being perfect, or not being perfect, sorry, is a really big sign of failure. So you're like literally striving for this thing called perfection and you leave no room for mistakes. Like for you, it's it might not just be perfection in work. It could be in the way you look, what you wear, what tasks or how you do a certain task or the outcome of that task. Because you set these like impossibly high standards and expectations for yourself and for other people around you. And it literally drives people insane. Because your perfectionist, stubborn like perspective, people around you might feel like you're a little bit either overbearing or you make them feel small in your presence, like they're not good enough. So one thing I really love that Tony Robbins states was striving for perfection is literally the lowest standard that you can set for yourself. Because there is no such thing, guys, as perfection. There's nothing. So in a way, it can actually lead to a form of self-sabotage. Because in your eyes, if something's not perfect, then you won't do the thing. So for example, right, if you listen to my first podcast episode, you would have heard that there were many imperfected moments on there. But if I had said, well, I'll only post this episode once it's perfect, then I wouldn't have posted it at all. And so that is a form of self-sabotage. So one thing I would say is like raise your standards and find ways to either overcome your perfectionist tendencies. And this could be something like good for us to talk about in the future episodes. So DM me via my um, Instagram account if you want to hear more about it. Okay, I found this one funny in a way because I was like, maybe, maybe this is just me. But I find that overachievers go over the top, above and beyond, OTT, literally. Like you might be the one that always does the best or the most baking at work or you have the most extravagant gifts. Like people would be like, oh, I hope you get me for Secret Santa because you give the best presents or you have to look literally amazing. Your outfits are over the top. And this is because you are trying to seek external validation. 
I remember when I was trying to lose weight, guys, like this is how insane I was going over the top. Sometimes I would literally exercise for three, four plus hours a day. And then at times I would under eat. Like because you're literally scrolling on your phone, looking at these celebrities on Instagram thinking, oh my gosh, I want to look like that. This is how I need to look. And you've got this like outcome of what you need to look like. And then you do anything in order to get to that outcome, even if it's detrimental to your own health and well-being. Like, it's just crazy. So that's what I found. Number five was difficulty regulating your emotions. Like, it can be so draining, guys, that you put all this demand on yourself in order for you to achieve at such, like, high levels that it leaves you feeling stressed out. And this is where it was like freaking so sad thinking about it. But this is where my partner would get the shit end of the stick. Like literally, I would go out, get these promotions, these awards, whatever, come home. And it's like, dude, people were walking on eggshells around me. Say the wrong thing and boom, it's all over. Don't talk to me. And so waking the F up to your behaviors and catching yourself and becoming self-aware of what you're doing can actually help you realize that there are people people around you that could be hurting from your behaviors. So I say this kindly because I was one of these people, but I didn't really notice. I was just on autopilot mode. So this was one thing that I found very key to change and to raise awareness too because not only does it you know create internal turmoil for you but people around you get the shit end of the stick okay number six this is the biggest one and the most predominant one for me that I struggled with but it actually woke me the fuck up to my patterns that I was leading or doing in my life so number six is never feeling satisfied or fulfilled so realizing that success doesn't come from fulfillment after achieving such big goals in my life I never felt fulfilled and I realized the need to succeed didn't end once I got that body that job that house that degree and I remember reading this quote on um, the school of life it said something like because success is the moment when overachievers are likely to notice the doomed nature of their ambition. It is particularly troubling and dangerous eventuality. At exactly the point when their work is acclaimed or finds its audience, overachievers are at risk of a severe breakdown. So long as they are merely running, they can forget to notice that their goal is misaligned with their true ambition. They must wait for success to reveal the faithful nature of their life's request. What? Damn, this hit me like a ton of bricks, team. Like, what the hell? Because this is literally what happened to me. So you can learn more about my story in the first episode of this podcast, all about burnout and then my way through my healing. I talk about in the first episode as well, like the ladder to success. I was climbing this ladder and once I finally hit rock bottom, it wasn't till I was at the bottom and I was like, huh, I was actually wanting to climb that ladder. (laughs) So not feeling fulfilled. 
Okay, number seven. I I touched on this um, before, but number seven is low sense of self-worth and fear of failure. So like I said, low sense of self-worth and fear of failure. So you're likely someone that suggests, um, that struggles with failure. So you will do anything in order to succeed because your worth is usually based upon your success. So let me say that again. Your worth, you put that upon what you achieve. So you don't want to encounter anything that causes failure because if you do, you're likely someone that will just beat yourself up for any little setback or small mistake that you did. So those are the seven traits that I found overachievers had. I still struggle with this pattern and I spoke about it um, openly before. And it's for me literally a work in progress each and every day. But what can we do about it? Or what have I done that helps? So number one, ask yourself better questions. How do I define success or achievement? Am I doing this to prove myself to someone? Do I feel this is tied to my self-worth? Why is this goal so important to me? Does this goal have a realistic outcome? Is it going to achieve what I want it to achieve? Is this something I really care about? How will I feel if I don't achieve this goal? If I'm feeling overwhelmed or like I've gone off track, I will literally sit there and ask myself, what other questions have I not asked myself yet? So asking better questions can sometimes just give you the prompt to figure out whereabouts you are. Okay, number two, which I found was very important for me. Find a therapist or a coach or a friend or whatever you need in order to help you move forward. So for me, for instance, I sought advice from other coaches. I ended up getting other coaches to help me do a lot of like inner child healing and shadow work. I'll talk a lot about those, um, I guess, tools and in, in future episodes, but this is what I did in order to help. And to be honest, like I said, it's still a work in progress for me. So seek help, fam. There's people that are qualified that are out there that have amazing knowledge and wisdom that you can literally just tap into. So I would say go and go and have a look on like social media, Google, whatever, and just find somebody that you align with. Okay, number three, practice self-care and learn to celebrate your successes. This was crucial, crucial, crucial. Learning to prioritize your own mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, I would say is one of the biggest things that changed for me. Just do whatever you need in order to make yourself feel good, loved, or whatever. Because you know that quote, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So always make sure that you're feeling good in yourself. And then the second part of that was learn to celebrate. Like that's the thing I found that we don't really celebrate our own successes much because especially in New Zealand, we've got that tall poppy syndrome where it's like, oh, I need to be humble. But then we're just on to feeling what we never felt after we achieved something. So learn to sit in that feeling of success, of appreciation, and then start moving on to whatever you need to move on to. But stop and smell the roses. That was one of the biggest things for me. Okay, practice boundaries and learn when to stop. Take a break. Let things go. Choose what you love and pursue what you love. 
and value those accomplishments because what I found was, you know, I never took breaks. So if I was taking a break, all I could think about was getting back to work. But try and learn to just be present in the moment and really enjoy those breaks because the more breaks you have, it's something like, actually, that quote, it just kind of got me in the head right now. But it was like, the one who cuts the tree is the one with the sharpest tool or something. Okay, I butchered that, but something like that. You know, the sharpest tool, you cut the tree faster. So that's literally it. Sharpen your own tool, look after yourself, learn when to say no, practice boundaries, and learn when to take a break. Okay, number five, learn to enjoy the present moment and have fun. Have fun. Oh my gosh, this is my biggest one too. I think they're all my biggest, but... (laughs) I can say, guys, I'm literally far more bearable to be around (laughs) and fun to be around for my family because I felt like I was always fun and loving to other people, but those that are closest to you literally know the real you. And so for them, I look back at me like a year or two ago, I'm just so much better to be around, even for myself. (laughs) So learn to literally let your hair down and use your five senses, be in the present moment. So I'm going to finish off this um, podcast with a quote. The richest guy in the room is the one with the best quality of life. So the longest version of that is the richest guy in the room is not the one with the most money, but the one with the best quality of life. So learn to be the richest guy in the room team. Learn to enjoy your life. So please, if you enjoyed this episode, leave me a comment, leave me a review, share this to your Instagram or your Facebook page. It could really help somebody else out there who is struggling with this. Or send me a a message with some feedback because I truly appreciate it. It helps me make the podcast a lot better for you guys. So thank you all so much and I'll see you when I see you.